we are live. Dope, dope, dope. What's good, guys? What's going on? We got Ben Carey here from Catwise and Gino. What's good, fellas? Dude, Ben was one of the first dudes I met in this industry. I got a lot of respect for Ben. So anyone not familiar with him, please, please, please go follow him. He's one of the cappers that'll stay true to form and uh, not, not break from who he is, and that's a value better. Appreciate that, man. Same goes to you, OG here, Gino. <laughs> it's great to be on the show, man. I'm ready to chop things up with you. Hell yeah. How long have you been on Twitch, Ben? I see you have a, uh, a good audience there. Yeah, so we, we started last year, and it's kind of funny because the sports betting audience, I, I think, wasn't mature enough for that space. So we wanted to be you know, one of the first and you know, yeah. kind of make a name for ourselves. But now it's like finally starting to come around. And I also think that there's a uh, unique crossover between like the gamers and sports betters, right? Because there's a lot of uh, crossover and similarities there. So it's an mm -hmm. easy, easy kind of transition, I, I would say. Yeah, for sure. So what you guys like for the, the game this weekend? What's your, what's your best bet? Do you want to, yeah, I was going to say, let's start with the teams, right? People care the most about that. Who's going to, you know, who's going to win or what spread's going to cover. What are you going with, Ben? <clears throat> so I actually am going with the Rams. And, you know, first and foremost, with the spread bet in the Super Bowl, this is probably one of my smaller bets. I have more exposure on a lot of the props, which, you know, of course, a guy like Ryan Bender, who you'll talk to, he'll he'll be the same way, right? He'll have, you know, a few props that he has a lot of value on. And there's not a, a lot of value at this number at minus four. I, I actually got Rams at minus three and a half. And the biggest thing for me is just the pass rush of the Rams. I really think it's going to disrupt the offense. And the second part of why I like the Rams is McVay having a second uh, appearance at a Super Bowl. I think getting that first one off your back is important. The preparation, what goes into uh, scheming for the Super Bowl, getting the guys ready. And they also have a lot of guys on that team who've had playoff experience. A guy like Von Miller, who's won a Super Bowl MVP. So that's invaluable experience. And I think the youth of the Bengals, I believe, is really going to catch up to them in this game. I actually have... I actually had Von Miller in that game. That was like back in the day when I had no discipline bet in and I just got lucky. And uh, I think it was like 22 to one. I had like 500 bucks on it. I got so lucky nice. on it. But I had, I was telling Gina the other day, I had like deja vu on this, on this game that like either a D end or like an Aaron Donald or somebody could steal that MVP. Um, and I put that video out on Aaron Donald and he was originally at like over 20 to one odds. Um, and, it, and now it seems like a lot of people are betting on him. So you said that you think the the, the, the pressure could really get to um, the Bengals here. Do you think anyone on that D-line or anyone on that, that uh, defense has any chance at an MVP here? So, yes. I actually gave out Donald as like a sleeper for like a Super Bowl MVP. But the more I thought about it, I think it might be Von Miller in mm -hmm. the better position because – Aaron Donald's gonna Donald's gonna be rushing the passer, rushing Burrow, applying a lot of pressure. He might not have like the numbers in the stat column that that are gonna make people excited enough for a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, because so Von Miller could get like two big sacks and Is this two fumbles. Bronco in you, or do you believe this? Oh, I actually believe this because just, think of it this way: Donald could have like 
10 pressures or whatever in one sack and just mm-hmm. completely disrupt the game. But when you look at the numbers, you'll be like, oh, that's that's decent. Von Miller could have two sacks and a huge fumble. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like those two things, maybe like to, you know, the football heads are, are worth the same. But for an MVP, people are going to look back his- historically and say like, oh, why did Von Miller win Super Bowl 50 with the Broncos? Well, he had, you know, those two amazing plays. Yeah. So that was kind of my thought process. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but um, I think yeah. there's a chance. Definitely there's a chance. I did, too, I did too, but I, obviously it's a small chance. I think a lot has to happen, right? Like even when Von Miller had it, if Peyton Manning would have had a crazy good game, they would have gave it to him. So we have to we yep, have to put in exactly. consideration here that like the winning team, the quarterback cannot have a crazy good performance for that defensive player to even have a chance. So to me, that's step one. And then I think you hit the nail on the head. Step two is like they have to have really good numbers or like a pivotal play late in the game. Like if Von Miller gets a strip sack late in the game and it seals the game and he had maybe a, a sack earlier in the game or a few rushes, like then I think there's a chance there. But I don't know. Von Miller, at one point I saw him, he was like twice the odds of uh, Aaron Donald. And you definitely make a great point that he can – he, he has a chance to get better numbers because Aaron Donald's just going to get more, you know, he's just going to get more attention on that, on that D line. If my, if my memory's not failing me, <clears throat> I think I had Denver plus five and a half in that game against Carolina and like plus two fifty or two twenty five. Uh, yeah. No, no one was on Denver. I, I want to play contrarian a little, and I want Ben's feedback on this and I want yours too, Matt. So I, I think I, I've seen all, all of my algorithms spit out, uh, Rams money line and it broke my heart it broke my bias heart <laughs> but uh, they, they immediately spit that out that Rams at minus 170 was a, a solid you know positive EV bet and I'm like okay I accept that then I start thinking about it and I'm like well I want to find a reason to hate the Rams so what reason can I find and again I'm just being a bias better but I'm being honest the Rams essentially from what I've seen beat up a very different uh, Arizona team at home in their third matchup of the year, very tough, second one at home. And honestly, Cardinals just weren't the same. Then they go to a very banged-up Tampa Bay. They dominate that first half. If they exited that game with the first half, I'd be willing to give them that ticket. But then they kind of collapsed at the end. And then I'll, I'll hate to say it, we had, a, we had a desolate offense, and we're still in that game. You know, drop the pick. They dropped some picks. They dropped some passes. Jimmy did absolutely nothing. Might as well have been me back there taking the snaps. And all I, all I'm, I'm just not impressed with how they've got there. So I just want your guys' thoughts on that, on what since he's been able to overcome to get there, versus how the Rams got there. What about Tom Brady on the road? Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. No, yeah. I, I, no I, I know, I know what you're saying. I know yeah. what you're saying. I mean, if you compare it to the Bengals, they've had a a way tougher path, right? Yeah. Like three. Well, I guess they had the home game, right? But then two yeah. tough, tough road games. So the Raiders I, came in I pretty hot the, too. I think the difficulty would have been pretty similar if the Bucks were at full strength. You know, if they went into Tampa and the Bucks were at full strength, then I would say, all right, it's pretty similar. But I mean, I can't ignore the fact. I can't ignore what the Bengals did in that second half at Kansas City. Like honestly, and maybe that's the square side. Like maybe. That half of football is like why I like the Bengals with the points here, um, but it's not a big play for me in this in, in the in the Super Bowl game. Like, um, yeah, I think I we agree. can find value in a lot of other lines, and um, you know, 
like I told Gina the other day, it's not a data-driven pick for me at all. I just like the Bengals. Just just yeah. based on the eye test, I think the Rams have better uh, star power and just more talent on both sides of the ball. Um, but I just think that there's also a lot of pressure on Stafford. And, you know, and Ben, another thing we should discuss is, and we had men- you had mentioned this to me on Twitter, um, what is that home field worth in the Super Bowl here? Like, what do you guys say that is worth? Because a typical game, you know, it's worth three points. What do you guys both think that that home field advantage is worth here in this game? I'll let Ben go first. I think it's anywhere from like a point five, well, point seven five to one. I think one is the max because you're not going to have any crowd noise advantage. But I do think there is something about the familiarity with the stadium, uh, just knowing the field, things like that. But that's like a cap out of one. Like I've heard people say two, no, that's, that's too high. And then with travel, yeah, there is travel, but for the Bengals, but they have a few extra days and everything. So that's why I think it's something, but not as much as maybe some others are are saying compared to a regular season game. Yeah. I love when people agree with me. I I said the most I'd be willing to give it was 1.25 because you can wake up in your own bed. And I was like, that's about it. And you know, the lighting in the stadium, maybe, I don't know how early it is. Like sometimes those weird shadows, like a, like a baseball game, you know, it starts at three o'clock kind of thing. Um, but I, I think the familiarity, what Ben said earlier, is the biggest factor. Like the fact that the coaches have done this before, they felt all that before, I, I think that is a big deal. No matter how, how long or how much you've prepared for a Super Bowl, that's the catalyst of your career, period. And how, many, how few people get to even go twice. So it's, it's hard to shake that. Uh, so I, I'm very curious how these young, young Bengals show up. And I and I, and again, just trying to like give people food for thought. If I want all of you to walk away with one thing from Ben, Matt, and I, this should not be your biggest bet of the year. Wh- whatever you're doing, I, I get it. If you want to have fun, I don't want to be the guy that sucks the life out of fun on TikTok and betting because I really, Matt will tell you, I get drunk and I'm a degen and I have a blast gambling. But <laughs> just from a ROI perspective, just the Super Bowl and picking the team with the spread is just not the best value of the year. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. I'm honestly gonna. I'm gonna make the argument that this is the one day of the year that you can bet dumb shit and have fun. Just lower your unit size. Like if you want to bet on the color of Gatorade, you want to bet on the coin toss. Just make sure you don't bet a minus one fifteen bet on the coin toss. Make sure you're at least getting minus one hundred five or one percent on bet openly. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is the one day of the year. Like have fun. Like don't put ten units on one team. Like sprinkle five or 10 units across 20 bets and enjoy the day if you have to. So that's just my view on it. I've had some Super Bowls where I've had huge wins and then I've had some Super Bowls where I've had some huge losses. Um, but it, it feels like another lifetime ago, honestly. It just felt like <laughs> so much younger, like high school or early college years. So I've been, I've had those, uh, those huge losses and huge wins. That Denver-Carolina Super Bowl was one of my biggest days ever um, with – because I, ha- I was on the money line, too. I was on Denver, and then I had Von Miller. So that was a huge high. But then, you know, I've had some lows, too. So I did well on that Giants-Patriots Super Bowl. I like underdogs in the Super Bowl. I don't know what the – I don't know if you guys have any insight on what the numbers say. Yeah. I, I wanted to say one thing kind of on that point about yeah. underdogs and where the Bengals are at. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this, too. So in the Georgia-Michigan game, uh, in that semifinal, right? We had a very hot Michigan team beating Ohio State. 
Uh, I mean, they had so much momentum. And then what happened? There was a layoff, right? <clears throat> and, you know, in sports betting, you can't always make those apples to apples comparisons. It doesn't work like that. I, I mean, I know you guys hate it when someone says, oh, but this underdog was seven and they, you know, obviously that's not how it works. But it is some speculation and, and food for thought that this Bengals team was riding a lot of momentum. Not to say the Rams weren't. But they were riding a lot of momentum, beating the Chiefs, coming from behind, and then having like a, a week off. Something to think about, like how they come out, right? And and I know they're gonna they're gonna say they're ready to go and all that stuff. Like you would never hear anyone on that team say that they don't have as much energy and momentum. It's the Super Bowl, but it is something to think about. It, it is it is one of those things where I think if this game was a, you know played the next week, I would personally not be as heavy as I am on the Rams. I completely get it. And again, I, I, anyone watching, I don't want them to walk away and be like, Oh, so they just contradicted each other the whole time and they have no picks, but I, I want to, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll have some picks. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to sincerely say, I think going back to the coaching staff, I didn't even finish my thought. I think Joe Burrow having a national title under his belt comes in with calmer nerves than Stafford. I agree. Stafford on, if, you guys, if you guys watch, I hate to say it. He played – no one's talking about how bad he played versus the Niners because how bad Jimmy played. <laughs> if you replace any other quarterback on the Niners' side, you you were hearing about is Stafford – was he, I mean, they're there, so he was worth the trade, period. But he they're not there because of him. I'll, I'll flat out say that. And they're not there not because of him, though, either. Like, last no, week, Goff was just couldn't get them. Oh, you're right, you're right. You need the above-average quarterback play. And, Coop and dropped here. a – Arguably a sixty-yard touchdown. Like there was a lot of a lot of that game had a lot of errors. But but no. the Bengals are there because of Burrow. Hundred exactly. percent. Yeah. And the other argument I'll make, Gino, to go off what you just said is the there's no pressure on Burrow here. Like he has his entire career left to get back yeah. here in the win Super really Bowls, point. and no one expected him to be here. Um, so again, it's like this is like there's two sides of this, right? The data and the algorithms and you can say, Hey, the Rams are probably the better play here, which I get it. They're more talented, more experienced. You know, we can, we can say a million different things there, but then there's also this other side of it that Joey Burrow is going to play well in a big game. He's uh, under less pressure, um, all that stuff. So I definitely see both coins of it, but let's, let's get into some of the other prop bets here. Um, we'll start with some of these that will actually, we have the total before we get into the props. Let's knock out this total. So I believe the line opened up at, what was it, 50, 50 and a half, and is now bet down to 48 and a half. Where do you guys stand on this number? Gino, you start that one off. I have no reason to other than I think NFL wants a show, and I think they're going to get a show. I like the over 48 and a half. Uh, I, I remember what – again, I'm picking and choosing. I remember what the Rams did the first half to Tampa Bay. And I remember what Cincy did the second half to Kansas City. And I think the fireworks will be out. Uh, I, I do uh, also think there's some big mismatches. I, I, I think Jamar Pace is going to be a big problem for those Rams. And I honestly think they're going to air it out and Joe Burrow is going to be loose. I, I think they're going to be afraid to come out as conservative as they did against Kansas City to go down that much. So they're going to have to come out. Airing it out, swinging. It's fair, man. I this one is is way tougher to 
to yeah. come up with a side than even the just the, the side pick itself. I'm going to lean under, but it's it's very very close. Um, like if this was 47 and a half, I'd probably go over. Like that's how that's how close this is for me, just because I I do think the Rams will be disruptive on defense, but in the fourth quarter, like let's say the Rams are up 10 or up 14. I do think Burrow can make something happen. He has enough weapons where I think they can get loose and air it out. So two, that's my two cents on there, but not yeah, a lot I, of confidence. I agree. I think the number's right on the mark, honestly. Uh, I won't be shocked if it's like if it's like a 27-24 game or a 27-20 game, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's really any value on each side. I mean, I guess you can get a little value by taking the over based on the line movement. Um, but it's just it's just a tough a tough number for me. Gun to my head, I probably go over here with some with some late game heroics. I've I've heard this angle a few times uh, given out by some guys sharper than me, and they say if you like an over in the Super Bowl, you can wait like the first two possessions and maybe try to grab something that's like forty in this scenario, like a forty six and a half. Yeah, if it drops down just food for thought just because of the whole narrative of like maybe the guys are nervous um right you know things of that nature so that's something to think about just another angle no that's good insight that's a huge transition into so i only have three player props or excuse me team props or game props uh i won't bore you guys i'll i'll i want to hear all of yours but that's a perfect transition one of my favorite bets is the no score in the first four and a half minutes I cannot see any other way than whoever gets the ball comes out a little. I just, I just said they got to air it out, but all it takes is essentially a first down and a punt. That's really all you need. And if both teams want to like, kind of, you know, like a, like a, like a championship fight in UFC, a lot of those, they come out and feel themselves out in the beginning. You never, you don't want to be the coach that, you know, called some asinine play that or a turnover, right? Like yeah, exactly. That, you, you that would kill away. the game. <laughs> you throw it away instead of forcing it in. Yeah. So that's always one of my favorite ones. It's boring. You're cheering for nothing. But as someone that likes the over, I'm gonna have the under four and a half minutes for the first. Or excuse me, over four and a half minutes for the first score. So nothing happens in the first four and a half minutes, and then I will be live betting the shit out of the over because I'm hoping it, I, I'm, I'm hoping to get 46, 45 and a half. If they just see a lot yeah. of no yards. But that, that's, that's like where that. I'm at. Well, go, going off of that, um, and Peter, I don't know if we have this prop to put on the screen or not, um, but I saw the first play of the game, right? So a run and play, I think, is minus 150, which that's a little pricey, but I like it, honestly. And then I think I think a, a, a throw is like plus 125 or whatever the number is. So based on what you the logic you just said, Gina, what do you like there? Uh, I, would, I would agree. Um, the only thing I hate – I'm just that big stickler on the, the variance. Yeah. If it's literally run is minus 150 and the other one's plus 125 and in, in the prop world, sadly, that's not that bad. Really? really. 5% variance. That's disgusting, <laughs> but it, but it is, uh, it's like a quick rush and I'm not kidding you. If, if it was the other way around and if you showed me minus 105 on the coin flip, I would just do that. Like just because there, there could be a play action check down pass, you know, just to get the Rams off. A lot of this too, and you know, Ben's a, Ben's smart money. I hate doing those kind of bets early because I don't know who got the ball, and I think people downplay that a lot. 
they they put a lot of bets in early, not realizing that the actual math moves greatly on mm-hmm. which offense has the ball first. And that that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make because there is no skill in coin flipping. They're both going to defer. Uh, I, I, I Actually, that's maybe I'm making an assumption here. I no, thought I, I, th- I, I think you're onto something, but it it would basically be like if it's 150, maybe if if the Rams have the ball, like it would be a 160, and then if the Bengals have the ball, it's a 140. So you're kind of just yeah, you know, trying to get some value, I guess. It's a wash. Yeah. But what I've seen, just so you got like, and I don't know how active you are on Super Bowl Sunday. I, I imagine Ben's super active. Uh, what I've seen, honestly, is even after the coin toss, those those props stay locked in. A lot of people don't adjust. They're just – it's all the amateurs. You know what I'm saying? It's all like you're sitting in you're, – you're the degen in the, in the living room, mm-hmm. and there's 20 people around you that are just betting to the bet for the one time that yeah. year. That's all I was, I was getting at. But I, I completely agree. It is a wash if it if you were just going off the, the luck of the coin toss. What I've seen is you can actually – if you can be really disciplined and say, if so-and-so mm-hmm. gets the ball, I'm jumping on this prop. Or if so and so gets the ball, I'm jumping on that prop. I do think you could steal ten to twenty points of value. That's fair. All right, let's start. Let's get started with these rapid fire props. Um, is this the first one, Peter? Biggest winning margin over eight and a half, under eight and a half. <laughs> you correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I mean, you got to think the public likes the under here, right? You're gonna think mm-hmm. it never gets. Yeah, long. because you're gonna say like, well, the spread's this. Yeah. Right. And then I think naturally, if you like the over, you feel like that's the the Ram side, right? This, is, this one's insane to me. Yeah, but I I understand it. I mean, the game could be like a three-point game and then there's a late touchdown. So, yeah. And, and hear me out. So this all of these are perfect segues. One of the only three props that I always take in the Super Bowl is whether or not three te- one team will score three times in a row. Oh, the uh, unanswered, yeah. The unanswered. And, and what do you usually bet? I, I, I usually go with the smart money and say a team will score three times in a row because yeah. the public thinks it's impossible. Yeah, people well, there's no way. It never happens. But they don't realize that the first half usually ends in a, you know, a field goal, whatever. It, it happens yeah. often. It's happened yeah. a lot. And, all the, and if you look back on every playoff game. This one's insane to me, though, and just – let me try and finagle or gymnastics some math real quick. I can get right now plus 220 on there will not be three scores in a row, right? If there's not three scores in a row, that's the only way I see an under eight and a half. If there is three scores in a row, and that, that currently, just so you guys know, is minus 280. So you let's just assume that that puts you at like a 70% range. It's minus 280 for three scores to be in a row. To me... If there's three scores in a row, how is someone not up eight and a half, either prior to those three scores or after those three scores? So I, unless I am just a square, but, I have but it's the winning the five. winning margin. Oh, I, yeah, big, isn't it? Isn't so this the saying the end of the game? That's actually not clear to me because biggest winning margin is that yeah, in my opinion, just to be winning in the game. I'm almost positive that it's. The, the final score, the margin of the final score. I feel okay. like if it was that, so many people would be on this under. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we might need some clarity on that one. We'll have yeah, to circle because, back to that one. Hear me out. You, you, would, you would remove the word biggest. You would just say winning margin over or under eight and a half. True, true. You're right. The biggest part makes me think 
at what point in the game is it over under eight and a half? And if you gave me winning margin over under eight and a half, I'm going under eight and a half all day. Yeah, I think I, you're I right. Get, right. I get the Rams, excuse me, I get Cincy plus an extra four and a half. And the only way I lose is if Cincy wins by nine or more. Right, you're right. It, th- it th- That biggest word is huge because otherwise it would just say winning margin over under eight and a half for the game. So I agree that number would be smaller. But this one seemed like I, I don't usually go a full unit on a prop. I'm going to tell you right now, if this is the largest lead of the game, so let's just rephrase it and make it our own for the conversation. If this is largest lead of the game over under eight and a half, I, I, I'd only minus 115. Again, I hate that the 5% loss, but whatever. <laughs> I, I'm going over eight and a half. I'm going. Yeah, that seems like a really good bet. I, I'm, I'm – Going to clarify with someone who I really trust just to make Please. sure. I believe you guys now, but no, 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 just, okay. I just want to make sure because the last thing we want to do is give out any advice if if, if we're not clear yeah. on something enough. Clear. I'm a little I completely sure too. All right, well, let's circle back to that one once once Ben here is back. Total turnovers. This is a good one. Over under two and a half is favored to happen at minus 145. The under at plus 105. So to me, when I first look at this, I'm pretty much saying, is there going to be a fumble or not? Because if you give a, an interception to each quarterback, that puts you right at that two number. And then it's just like, I like the under here at plus money. I really do. So this one scares me because of what I said earlier about the pass rush. Yeah. Like I could see a late fumble, like Burrow getting sacked if the Bengals are down and Von Miller's coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. And also my guy – Texting me back, Captain Jack. Maybe you guys know him on Twitter. I do. He said final score. Oh, so then I would take if we want to clap that one off. I'm taking under eight and a half. If I like, what I'm getting. Let's go back to that one, Peter. Yeah, because but it's hard though because I, I I really do believe this is almost like if you like the Bengals, you should lean towards the under. But if you like the Rams, you should lean towards the over, just based off the point spread, right? But you could yep. still – the Rams could still cover and win by a touchdown, and then this goes under. But I, yeah, that's yeah. just the way I look at it. No, no, agreed. And I guess how I'm seeing it is if I like the Bengals, you're really giving me four and a half extra points for 5% more juice. That's insane. And the only way I lose is if uh, the Bengals somehow slap around the Rams by nine or more. Like mm-hmm. I'm literally getting – Four and a half points on one side, and the only time I get stabbed in the back is if the Rams win by. Or excuse me, the Rams just Bengals win by nine or more. Yeah, that could actually be an interesting like middle. Like it, very it, would be, it would be tough, but if you like the Rams like I do, maybe I hedge myself a little bit. I'm, I play the under and then just hope that it's like a seven point win. But I have enough props going around that there's a lot of art hedging going on <laughs> as it is, but. That, that's kind of interesting, but <laughs> scary. <laughs> oh, is that, where, that's where, where is this line from? What what sports book? If you can oh, put in the chat. And let's move on to the next one. Yeah, move here. on to the next. Thanks, Petey, for the next one. This is a good – guys, let's – I mean, you guys are great on Twitter. Please, when you go to Twitter with this one, Ben, tag me. Because that, that to me is fascinating. This is yeah. where I think we can get over on some of the public. Yeah. There's some interesting like distribution stuff that goes into that one, but yeah, we can talk more of the math later. Ooh, Cam Akers. Whew. This this was my guy for the first two playoff games. 
Actually, the first game, I, I had a two-unit bet on his over because I, I don't want to say it was like secret inside info, but someone was like Cam Akers after that last regular season game, he looked really good, and I think he had like 90 yards in that first playoff game. But, man, this one's tough because I think Henderson might be back, and not to say he's going to take like five carries, but Michelle is still in the mix, 64 and a half. If the Rams are up, though, very game flow dependent, I think this one could go over, but I'm not betting this one personally. And I don't, I don't want to be a buzzkill. This is, these are the ones that make me sick. Minus 130 and minus 105. <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> they're, they're, they need 35%. This is, this is criminal. Should be one, it should be 105 minus 105. Like, yeah, maybe even what? bet Why openly they, numbers, man. <laughs> this is evil. Again, they're going to get so I'll, much action on this. Yeah. I'll play the game, but like, this is where I'm like, uh, for fun, I'll lose an extra 5%, and 15% is criminal in most industries, but yeah. 35 on both sides. Come on. They're, they're, if they get, if Vegas gets a nice split, they're either making a 30% rip or a 5% rip with zero exposure. I, All right. Well, I let's, let's assume these, let's assume these are both minus 110 bets. Where are you going? If I had to go minus 110, minus 110, I'm going over 64 and a half. I'm going, I, under, I, I'm going under here. I just, I like the trio of running backs and I, I, for this, for, I think Cam Akers has actually looked good. He's had, I think, one bad game in the postseason or just didn't get a lot of – One bad fumble at Tampa Bay. Other than yeah. that, he was – And Tampa Bay is a team that's typically good against the run. But um, I just think – I think you're going to see some action from from all three backs here. And I, I would just – if I had to pick a side here, I'm on the under. But I don't – again, I'm like Ben here. I, I'm not – I wouldn't play this bet at all. Next one, next up. Either team to score an opening drive, yes or no? Yes is plus 110. No is minus 140. I think Gino already did this one, right? Or something similar. Something close to it, yeah. yeah. Like I I actually love – my other one had minus 120 at four and a half. I, this one seems a little better, like mathematically. I'm paying 20% more just to not even worry about that extra two minutes. It's just this, this one scares me because yeah. of the field goal kickers. Oh yeah, these guys have because they will big. attempt a fifty-yarder on, on an <laughs> opening drive. Point. But I mean, you still have to. A lot has to go right. <laughs> still, I mean, yeah. I would lean. Ugh, I I would have to like my initial thought is no, but I would have to like dive deeper in the numbers. This is another one, Gino. Like you said, depending on who gets the ball. Like I think if the Rams get the ball, there's a better chance they would score versus without the Bengals. a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. No. And what I want to say too, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to say it. Am, am I just crazy? Two and a half uh, turnovers seems like a lot. I like that under, bro. I like that under. It it is a lot. I like, think I would if love no fumbles, if there's no fumbles in the game, it goes under. I think the fumble, like I said, if you if you you could almost give an interception to each QB in this game. Not to say they're both going to automatically get an interception. I think lost fumble, like I believe it's like point five in the over. It's like minus one thirty. Okay. <laughs> I, and all I, I believe. Say, all I would say, Matt, to that, I would bet will both quarterbacks have an interception? No. Because whoever has it first, I think the other one can now play more conservative. Again, I, I'd have to see the math on it, but yeah. uh, that's just where I am. I, I think people are very risk averse. I think Stafford is going to, we've all seen that drop interception. I think he's going to be a little gun shy. 
And that that now makes me contradict myself and go with Ben on the under. Because if he's not airing it out, this under is going to hit by a mile. And yeah. he, his downfield ball hasn't seemed great. It really hasn't to me. I Actually, the more I think about this one on screen, I do like the no. <laughs> because it goes back to just the conservative nature that we're expecting. And again, if you guys are newer to football, not you guys, but listeners, yeah. the, the, the first 10 plays are scripted out, right? Yep. Typically it's 10. Some teams go up to 15. Actually, it could be 15 just because they do have some extra days to prepare. And it's just doubtful that you would see any sort of like crazy like play. But hey, you never know. You never <laughs> that's know. Why, that's why it's gambling, I guess. True. All right, let's see the next one. This one, I was blown away by this. Okay. So over under on sacks, five and a half is minus 135. Under five and a half is plus 105. So a couple things before we even give our picks here. The Chief in the Chiefs game, the Bengals only gave it one sack, right? And then obviously against Tennessee, they almost doubled this number by themselves, right? So now you have to wonder what's gonna happen against this Rams pass attack, right? Because you would imagine their game plan is to get the ball out early. Screen passes, quick slants, quick runs. So, but five and a half for both teams. Stafford, let me pull this number up because I was looking at the last game. Um and I think the Rams gave up three or four again, or no, I think it was more. How many sacks did the 49ers get, Gino? I, I honestly don't know. Let me pull well, I, know, I know Burrow got sacked, I believe, nine or ten times in the Titans game. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> Alone. I, I will say, Matt, this is one of those ones to me that I think people go under five and a half. They feel good most of the game. And then remember what Ben was talking about? If they're down at the end and they need to score, they could get two sacks in five plays. Yeah, you feel good all game. You're like, oh, Red. Yeah, you're game. like, it's halftime. There's only one. I'm, I'm trending. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then it just comes and collapses right in your face. Yeah, I like this over. I really do. It seems low. It it does seem low. It's a little heavily juiced, but it, is the thought process that the the Bengals can't get sacks? Like that Stafford and them are going to be on the, and it's going to be basically like Bengals maybe get one, and we have the over under five on Rams. Is that is that what like the thought processes here with that number yeah i don't and, know I'm, I'm confused by this number honestly and like what matt said i just getting the ball out of his hands early like you're gonna see a lot of quick passes uh getting grooves. We, we may get to this one with burrow but like his over completions versus over yards may be the better look uh kind of on that point but yeah it's gonna be interesting i think that's why it's priced where it's at guys i do gotta jump sorry for a work call um I hate to do this to you, Ben. Thanks for being on, buddy. You you always have an open door here. Uh, Appreciate love it, man. seeing your face more and more, my dude. Finish up. I'm curious about what the largest uh, lead of the game over under is. I think someone commented 14 and a half, and that makes more sense to me. Eight and a half is way too small. So I, I think. See, I'm confused now. <laughs> I think your buddy came yeah. through. No, no, I think your buddy's right, Ben. Oh, he is right. Yeah, I think a guy came in. Oh, and okay, said, okay, the largest right. lead of the game is 14 and a half. And which that's makes, crazy too. That, that's the side too. It's too high. Yeah. Which makes me like the three scores being a no brainer, right? Yeah. Like plus 220. But yeah. again, we'll, we'll get into all that. I appreciate yeah, both of you. And we'll talk jumped, soon. Stafford only got sacked. Oh, he jumped. Stafford already got sacked twice last game against that 49ers pass rush. So I think that's why this number is, is, yeah. is pretty low, you know? But it's still crazy to me. So, all right, let's, let's get to the next one, Peter. 
Uh, all right, so first quarter over under nine and a half. Where do you stand on this one? Oh, man, it's a tough one. Because I mentioned earlier that teams could be nervous. And you know what's funny is you could still have no score in the first four minutes like Gino is betting, and this mm-hmm. this could still hit over. Yep. It really could because you just need a field goal and a touchdown. Uh, yeah. A lot of times these bets come down to a drive in the last minute, and then it doesn't carry over to the second. Yeah, I've seen Yeah. That. Oh, so I, I like to stay away from these. I'm not going to be betting this. I guess I would lean with the juice on over, believe it or not. Yeah. But I'm not confident in that one. I, I agree with you. If I had to pick a side, I'd go over here, but I wouldn't touch it either. Trap play, huh? <laughs> yeah. What else we got, Peter? Rams total fourth down conversions. This one's interesting. Mm. I mean, I like over wow. here, but at minus 160, I'm not touching yeah. it. <laughs> it seems like a pretty, I don't want to say safe, but if it's fourth and one, yeah. fourth and short, I mean, McVeigh is definitely more on the aggressive side compared mm-hmm. to other coaches across the board and going for these. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to have to write that one down. Yeah, I, I like that over too. I just hate that it's at minus one sixty. Yeah, I yeah. Understand why? We got the Bengals fourth down conversion. I'm assuming coming up. That might be one and no. a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamar Chase receiving yards. So I know you're a big value guy here. What do you What do you like here? Oh man, nine and a half yards. So I want to. I, I just want to look up. A very similar prop to this is his receptions because a lot of times I like to kind of compare like what the receptions are versus receiving yards. Mm-hmm. So if we're sitting at 79 and a half and receptions made is at five and a half, and that's actually juiced to the over, I'm showing mm-hmm. like anywhere from minus 125, minus 135 to over five and a half receptions. I still like that more than this over because of him getting the ball out of his hands quicker, Burrow. I agree. So, ah, man. And I thought to interrupt you, but the other thing is you know that Rams secondary, their whole game plan is keep the players in front of you in this game. Don't let Jamar Chase get behind you. They brought Eric Weddle back for a reason. Like He's, he's going to have that veteran presence in the secondary. So Absolutely. I think their whole game plan. So I agree with you. I actually like a lot of these overs on – the Bengals receivers in uh, in receptions, but I would fade that. I would take the under in the receiving yards simply because of that. I think mm-hmm. Burrow's going to spread the ball out a lot and get the ball out quickly. Uh, but I think when it comes to the receiving yards, that's where you just have to be careful on. So I would go under here. Yeah, I agree. What's next? Stafford longest completion. Mm. I lean over, but yeah. – I personally, if, if I'm playing any sort of longest completion or longest catch, I like to dial in on a player more, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 39 and a half is a lot, but he does have guys who can, you know, break. Yeah. I mean, cup, that's that, that, that may be enough for this one to go over. He, he may have right. a catch over 40. Yeah, I, I'll go over here too, but I think it's going to obviously depend on how the game plays out for sure. What we got next? Burrow passing yards. So this one was really interesting, and don't quote me on the exact numbers, 
but I believe the Rams give up 210 yards a game to opposing quarterbacks in L.A. And, again, don't quote me on that exact number, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And look how much bigger this number is. Obviously, Burroughs had a lot of success in the postseason and has thrown for a good amount of yards. But there is value here on this under, um, especially if they're keeping, keeping the, the plays in front of them. Um, so I, I – and I hate this because, you know, I want to take the Bengals here plus four in the game and take Joe Burrow. But on the, in this number here, I got to go under. Mm-hmm. He might prove me wrong and have a crazy game. and But I think just from a value standpoint, I like this under. So we have a model here at CapWise, and we actually project uh, player props too as well. Yeah. And our model for this one has Burrow at 255. Wow. That's so almost 24 yards. On yeah. That. 20. And player prop projections are difficult because it really is game flow dependent. Like what, what right, happens right. in the game script is the team down or up. And our model, like back to the full game, has this as a pretty close game. But seeing that number and just projecting like what I think is going to happen in this one. I think this goes under. Yeah, I agree. Cooper Cup. That is a huge number. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be one of the biggest numbers for a receiver in the Super Bowl. I'm going under. I'm just going to close my eyes and go under on this one. <laughs> that's one you just you make the bet under. Don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's under or nothing in this one, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually played against Cooper Cup, which is fun in college. Oh, really? What position do you play? Uh, I played wide receiver. Gotcha. So he Cooper Cup is what I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and now here I am on this side of the – but, hey, it's fine. Yeah. It's all about knowing your strengths in life, right, Matt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bengals team points. They put the hook on this one for a reason. 21 they and did. a half. <sighs> oh, man. I got to go over here. Fourth quarter heroics. I gotta go over. Yeah, and I doubt we're gonna find a twenty-one anywhere. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess under for me, but yeah, I I'm not betting that one. Agreed. Make that clear. What we got next. I, I like this. This is rapid fire. Like yeah, this is fun. We got any more of them, Peter? There we go. Ooh, Tyler boy. Boyd longest reception, eighteen and a half. Boyd's been kind of quiet, right? The last few games compared to Higgins. Yeah, but that I mean, game it's it's game plan. Like I tell people, looking at last week's game, like more so after a buy and in the Super Bowl versus just like a regular game, mm-hmm. it's very difficult because you think that something's going to happen, but they could be coming up with a scheme for Boyd to have a lot of uh, first looks on on uh, passing plays because of right. what we're expecting with Chase getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So I actually kind of lean with the over in this one. Could yeah, be I'm completely sneaky. torn on this one. I would be just purely guessing. I'll go over as well. So someone, it's funny. Someone was like, "You can't smoke inside, like in LA." And I'm like, he "That's the last him. thing that I would even care about with this bet." Like, yeah. <laughs> so, 
I'm going to, okay, a blunt. See, now we're getting specific here. We got to make sure, right? They're, yeah, because doesn't he smoke joint or does he smoke blunt? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it says sm like the, the bed, I think smoke in general. Okay. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no too, but uh, damn, I hate saying no to that. <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, we know what happened to Janet smooth. Jackson, right? If that, if that happened, anything can happen. I remember watching that with my dad as a kid. Like, yeah, he was like, oh, <laughs> he, he wasn't like son, you know, he was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> I think maybe some people are too young to remember that. That was, yeah, that, I know you remember. That was good <laughs> stuff, man. How many times does Eminem get bleeped over under a set at one and a half? What does that mean? Like if off a curse like, word or something? It's got to be over, right? I would think so. Yeah. He does have quite a few songs that don't have as many curse. Like if he plays anything from the Eminem show, you might as well just bleep out everything. Bleep out the half half of the song, man. Jeez. Yeah. That's that's funny. Dude, Bovat has some crazy ones. Like Yeah. But yeah, but don't they have like uh like isn't there like a max bet on a lot of these? Yeah, I think it might be like fifty. Yeah, because these sports books will put the it's all for promotion, like just the fact that they can put on social that yeah on something as crazy as this. Because I remember there was a one bet a long time ago. Um, it was on Donald Trump at a UFC fight. Oh and yeah, I forget, I forget forget specifically what it was, but it, but basically I, when I saw it, I was like, "There's no chance this doesn't win." I literally made a sports book account on that site to go bet <laughs> to it. Bet I was about to hammer it, and it was like a 25-hour max bet. I was so pissed. So there's yeah. one bet that I thought, this is probably the, the biggest juice bet I've bet for the Super Bowl. And now you guys can watch this, and if it doesn't hit, be sure to chirp me because I deserve it. So this is on Barstool. It, it's minus 590 that no field goal or extra point will hit the poster upright. Yeah, I saw that. And I put – I put some money on it at minus five ninety. You say yeah, no. I know it's I know it's crazy, but like the EV on that, I think is plus EV. I think it should be priced closer to like minus eight hundred, minus nine hundred. Yeah. Uh, people are just scared to bet that. Right, like the nose. The nose terribly priced, but yeah. So if that happens, you, I, I will deserve a chirp. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's let's end with this. What's your most confident bet of the entire of the entire Super Bowl? Yeah, so my most confident bet right now that I bet because I'm still going through a lot. Like right. there's so many, as you know. But as of now, it's going to be the over seven and a half players in the game as a whole to have a rushing attempt. I love that. Yeah. So if you go through it, you got Burrow, Stafford, Sony Michelle, Akers, Mixon. Those are like the five, I would say. Yeah. Pretty much a lock for those five. Mm hmm. So now we need three, right? We're looking at maybe a Henderson, uh, Cooper Cup. He's had a few carries. Jefferson's had a reverse, I think, twice. OBJ. Jamar. And then Jamar. Jamar's pretty much a shoe-in. So that's five. And then P. Ryan. I actually think P. Ryan's going to get a carry. He didn't have one last game, but uh, I think at some point, like if he's in the game, they're going to have to keep the defense honest and have him rush. So yeah. between those six players, we need three of them to have a carry. Now, on a lot of books, Matt, they move this up to eight. 
which I hate at eight. Eight is what I think it lands at. Yeah. But I believe at DraftKings, it's still at seven and a half over at minus 135. It's yeah. kind of hard to find. And man, I hate how you can't like search a lot of these props. Yeah. Like just keywords. I'm in Florida too. So it's miserable for me. Like, I'm yeah. Just but if, you, if you're on DraftKings, you can go to Super Bowl specials, game totals, and then you can find it. But a lot of books have it. So shop around for that one. That's, that's probably my favorite. Let me see if I can find this on here. I love that. Yeah. I'll have to see if it's on BetUS or not. Um, but, yeah, no, I do like that. Um, it's a tough game, tough game for me. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I, my heart is on the Bengals here, and I'll just, I'll just sprinkle on them, honestly. The other thing I do like is if the Bengals do pull it off, you can take them to win by one to six at, at four to one versus their money line at plus one seventy. Mm-hmm. I just can't if they do pull it off. I just see it as a scenario. I mean, two of the three postseason games they've won by a field goal. You know, so that yeah. is another bet that I think if they do find a way, that's something I'm I'm definitely down to sprinkle on at plus four hundred. So yeah, another interesting one too is Super Bowl MVP. Any other position but quarterback is at plus two ten. That's solid. Yeah, I think that's decent, right? Because I think naturally the public is going through and seeing all the quarterbacks who have won in the past. But I could really see a guy like Cooper Cup. Uh, I think if the Bengals win, though, there's a really good chance Burrow wins it. Like, yeah. There's a higher likelihood, I feel like, if Burrow totally or if the agree. Bengals win, Burrow gets MVP versus. Unless Jamar Chase gets like goes touchdowns off. or yeah. some shit, you know? Yeah. But I totally agree with that. But yeah, I. Uh, I'm pissed because I put that video out on on uh, on Aaron Donald, and I personally didn't even bet it because I didn't even have a sports in Florida. Like uh, I, those odds were on Bet MGM, um, and I put that video out, and I swear to God, two days later, it was as low as eight to one, twelve to one, fourteen to one. Did it did it blow up? Yeah, I got like six hundred K on TikTok. <laughs> Dude, I've so, had a few bets that I've given out, and you know, I'm not one of those guys who's like, I moved the line off this video, but there's been a few where. <laughs> there Based are on how many times I do believe what social media can do. Oh yeah, I talked to a guy who worked for DraftKings, and he said they have like I, he didn't call them interns, but they have people who are like looking at stuff, and they they want to be like the guy who's like, "Hey, look what I found," and like kind of bring it up, and then you know, like, "Hey, thanks, Johnny, for that yeah, like, information." That's right? interesting. Yeah. So yeah, because people will say it both ways. They'll be like, "There's no way people move lines with a, a post or a tweet or a video." But at the end of the day, if something goes viral and people are actually taking action on it, then mm-hmm. it can move. It can move the line slightly. Oh, absolutely! Especially if the books see it and they're like, you know, maybe they know you're respected or not, but then they like look into it and then they see the analysis. Like if I come out and I, the Super Bowl is a bad example, but like yeah, some college basketball game, and I'm like, hey, my sister dates the player and he just said that three of the players are suspended like even if it sounds a little like yeah the books still have to acknowledge that to some extent if it starts to blow up so yeah the video i put out was actually a a paid post for mgm i didn't expect it to go viral like it was just like hey (laughs) yeah i was like on bet mgm you can take aaron donald at at 20 to 1 i'm having deja vu this something similar happened in Super Bowl 50. And next thing you know, two days later, it's at like six, five, six hundred K. <laughs> and then I'm telling you, I looked at the odds on MGM and went down to 12 to one. Some sites it was like 10, eight to one. 
Um, and I didn't even bet it myself now. So I'm like, damn, I'm an idiot. <laughs> also, probably, any defensive players at plus 900 on bet MGM too. There you go. That's that probably could- a bet. I mean, that's probably a better bet, honestly. But Or you could just bet Donald and Vaughn. Um, unless yeah, I was- wonder. Yeah, because then at that point, like, yeah, sure, you get all those other guys. But yeah, one of those guys would probably win it. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, appreciate you coming on. Um, we're going to – we'll chop this up and send it to you. Oh, for um, sure, man. I'll, I'll get some of the clips stuff, out. So. I'm happy to come on anytime, man. We can talk about just best practices, bankroll management, man. I, I, yeah, I that's, like that's what we're really going to focus a lot on once once this, this – Yeah, I have so much to say about that, man. It's a, it's stuff that it, – it, it just isn't mainstream and it doesn't get out there enough because – it's not we're so clouded with the yeah. other stuff, right? 100%. I mean, everyone yeah. just wants to just see crazy parlays hit. Um, but, yeah, it's something that Gino and I really want to focus on, honestly. Yeah, you could be um, the smartest better in the world, have the best algorithm, hit, like, insane uh, edge plays. But if you have no discipline, it yeah. doesn't matter. 100%. Yeah. That's our name, Discipline the Gens. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, bro. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, guys. Thanks. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of faces. For a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count when the dealing's done. Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got no when to hold up, no when to hold up, no when to walk away, and no when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Enough for counting when the dealer's done.